I love that our kids did a lot of the heavy lifting today. Their Christmas gift to you was not just their presentation, uh, but, but maybe their greater Christmas gift to you is that my sermon's going to be like 10 minutes, all right? So Merry Christmas from our kids to, to all of you. Uh, the performance that they gave, it had so many just wonderful uh, truths and, and nuggets in it, all the way from the very beginning. One of the first lines was, everybody loves a good Christmas movie. And it's true. Like we love a good Christmas movie. We may not agree on what the best Christmas movie is, but if your answer is anything other than Elf, you're wrong. Um, but, but we probably all have that favorite movie, even if it's Die Hard, which I tried so hard to work into this series. Uh, maybe the next time we do it. We have our favorite, our go-to Christmas movie. Yeah, I hear you in the back. So turn to the person next to you and share with them what your favorite Christmas movie is as we get started today. We, we are in week two of our series at the movies, Christmas edition. And if you were here last week, uh, we used uh, the timeless classic of, of Christmas vacation uh, to, to share the story of Jesus and how we walk through life with all of these like high expectations. And, and when our reality doesn't live up to them, oftentimes it leaves us disoriented and disappointed. And in that Jesus is the light that shines into the darkness of our unmet expectations, not just this time of year, but even in life, those things, Jesus brings light and hope and peace to all that, that we go through. And, and this week, our kiddos gave us a glimpse into two Christmas classics. Uh, you had a Christmas Carol, uh, which was originally released, as, uh, per, published on December 19th, 1843. It's 180 years ago next week. And there have been countless adaptations of this story, um, but in my opinion, the, the best version is, is this one. I hear it, yep, absolutely, hands down, the best version. It's this timeless story of Ebenezer Scrooge, a crotchety, stingy old man with a cold heart that is transformed into this generous and joyful person that reflects the warmth of the Christmas message. And then you have Charlie Brown, I mean, the kid with the round head um, who, who gets frustrated at the commercialization of Christmas. He gets frustrated uh, by all that goes around it and just exasperated. He cries out, isn't there anyone that can tell me what Christmas is all about? And that's when Linus steps up and shares the message of the angels coming to announce the birth of Jesus, which can I just say the Linus in our performance today, bravo. She stole the show, didn't she? I think an, an inspired performance. She was also my daughter, but I'm sure you probably all felt the same. We're gonna try to figure out how to get her a mic next time. <laughs> And, and I think the reason why we love these stories is because like we see ourselves in them. They, they point to the hope of the Christmas message, 
They give us hope that we can change, that we're not too far gone for, for God to do something in our life. We, we have hope that our past does not have to define us. It does not have to have the final word in our life. And, and when you merge these two stories together, I think you get a powerful description of the gospel. When you take the, the transformation of a Christmas carol and you take the meaning behind Charlie Brown Christmas, what you find is that a single encounter with Jesus can rewrite your story. One encounter with Jesus can rewrite your story. We see this all throughout Jesus' life. One encounter with him can change everything. You have the woman that Jesus meets at the well and she comes and she is broken and she is disoriented in life and Jesus meets her where she is and she runs from that place going, come and see the man who told me everything that I had ever done and yet still loved me, yet still treated me with dignity. You have Peter who was, who, who was out fishing. He had one encounter with Jesus and he left everything to follow him. You have people who, who were, were just riddled with disease and, and sickness and illness and one encounter with Jesus and they went away healed and whole. A single encounter with Jesus can change your story. Just like it did for the shepherds. The shepherds in that day were treated as the least of the least. They were considered untrustworthy. Their testimony wasn't permissible in court. Like nobody trusted them. They didn't listen to them. They were considered unclean. They weren't able to go into the temple, the the place where God dwelled. They weren't able to go into the temple and worship because they were looked down upon as being unclean and unworthy. They were the social outcasts of their day. And so while they could not go to God in the temple, God's like, I'm I'm tearing apart these lines and I'm coming to you. And he came to the shepherds and he gave the greatest announcement of all time. And with this single encounter, their story changed. They met Jesus and everything changed in their life. Let's look at what happened next, starting in verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning about what had been told about this child. And listen, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things up in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Their encounter with Jesus transformed them from lowly shepherds into a bunch of preachers and and evangelists and worship leaders. They were telling others and singing God's praise because that's what happens when you encounter Jesus and he changes you. You cannot help but find joy. You cannot help but tell others the good news. And the shepherds who were considered untrustworthy, the evidence of their transformation was so profound and so noticeable that people listened and they were amazed. Not by them, but by what God was doing. And the same continues to be true for us today. A single encounter with Jesus can rewrite your story. I don't know what your life is like today. I don't know what your story has been like up to this point. All I know is what I read in scripture and what a single encounter with Jesus did in my life all the way back in August of 1998. 
It's a message that the kids shared with us this morning and, and that I want to make sure that we all hear and latch on to. We serve a God of second chances and he specializes in grace. We have all felt like Charlie Brown or maybe we have been made to feel like Charlie Brown that we are not good enough that we can't do anything right. Maybe you walk through life feeling like you are unloved and unlovable. And we have all been Scrooge at one point or another. Our selfish actions have caused pain in the life of others. And we bury it or we ignore it. And we can relate to these stories because they are our stories too. But the beauty of the Christmas message is that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son. God sent his son to make a way for us to find new life and a fresh start. We serve a God of second and third and fourth and fifth chances. And he can absolutely transform you by his grace The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. A single encounter with Jesus has the power to transform your life. It does not matter where you've been, what you've done, what's been done to you. A single encounter with Jesus can transform you. It is the story of, of countless people in this room. It's my story. It's the story of countless people in scripture and it can be your story too. So no matter where you have been, no matter how many times you've tried to turn the page of the last chapter in your life, I want you to know that as you celebrate Christmas this year, remember that your story is not finished. We serve a God of second chances who specializes in grace and one encounter with Jesus, maybe even here right now today, can absolutely change everything for you. And the beauty of his grace is that he is constantly making us more and more into the image of Christ. And so even as we walk on this journey and we slip up and we find ourselves right back in those same old patterns And God's grace can meet us even in those places. We're going to come to a time of response this morning. And and if you're new with us at Sherwood Oaks, again, welcome. So glad that you are here. I want to just kind of walk through a little bit about how we are going to do these next few moments. We have communion stations that are up all around the room, up here in the front, on the sides, in the back. And so we're going to invite you here in just a moment to get up, come, and if communion is a part of your worship, Grab a little cup on the bottom. You'll find a piece of bread. Peel that off. You can take the bread. In the cup, there's some, some juice on the top. Peel that back. And it helps us remember Christ's body that was given for us and his blood that was shed, that he came to this earth to pay the price for our sins so that we can be transformed into a new creation. And this is a moment for us to kind of reflect on our life and where we are and to to not just look back at where we've been and what we've been saved from, but to look and see if there's some places in our life, even today, that we still need to, to surrender over to the Lord. But it's also an opportunity for us to proclaim that we believe, we believe that it is only through the grace of God that we have been saved and made new. And so we'll be able to share communion here in just a moment. You can take it back to your seats, take whenever you're ready. We've got some offering if you want to drop a dollar in there for the Dollar Club ministry that's doing amazing work. 
But maybe most importantly in this time, we have people who have been praying for this moment right now in this service. They have these orange lanyards on and they're gonna be in the back and up here in the front. And if, if your story up to this point is a story that you don't want to live in from this point on, they want to pray with you. They wanna help you maybe make a decision that five people are making today. How about that? Praise God, five people making this decision to come to Jesus. And, and we, we're saying this morning, five that we know of, because there might be one in here this morning. There might be two, there might be more. The water's warm, it's ready, come on. If today is the day when you're saying, I'm ready to leave that all behind and follow and be made new, man, they would love to help you make that decision. Or if you just have something that you need to pray about, they're here for you as well. So thanks for being here today. And I'm gonna pray and we'll move into this time of response. God, thank you for your grace and your mercy and your tenderness in our lives. Thank you that you are a God of second chances whose transformational grace never runs out on us. Thank you that you never give up on us. And Jesus, that through the power of your spirit, one encounter with you can absolutely rewrite our story. And God, I just believe that you want to rewrite some stories today. So would you do it in Jesus' name? Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can watch all of our video content, both current and past, on our YouTube channel? Visit youtube.com slash Sherwood Oaks to watch messages, series, and complete worship services.